0: Nun Gimel, the very first piece. <laughs> VaYishma Yisro, Kohain Midyan Chosein Moshe, Iskolasher Asa Lokim LaMoshe LiYisrael Amo, KiHotsi Hashem MiMitzrayim. Parsha begins Yisro, the Kohain Midyan, the priest of Midyan, the high priest of Midyan. Chosein Moshe, also known, perhaps better known to us as Moshe's father-in-law. He heard Yishma He heard all the things, all the wonders that Hashem did. For Klal Yisrael, Ki <clears> Hashem <throat> that Hashem took us out of So our Rebbe wants to know, Lameisa, it's hard to have both titles at the same time. I mean, it's hard to, on the one hand, be called Kohen Midyan, the chief, the chief uh, priest of idolatry, and at the same time to be called the the Shver, you know, Moshe father-in-law. It's like a, a little bit of a funny back-to-back, back. I mean, what, what exactly is the Torah hinting to here? It says our Rebbe in the first piece, We know there's a halacha in Hilchos Shmiras Halashon that you're not allowed to remind. The Gemara says you're not allowed to remind the person who's a Chuva about their, you know, their improper past. Right? Very often, it's very embarrassing. Right? Oh, I yeah, right? This person is trying to redefine their life a little bit, and you're like, oh yeah, I know that guy. I remember, oh yeah, back in the day. We, you're not allowed to say such a thing. So Yisro, once upon a time, was Kohen Midian. And now he's Chosin Moshe. So it says, it says the Haggadah Kala, why describe him as Kohen Midian? You're trying to speak barely about him? Trying to embarrass him? Like, drop the title of Kohen Midian, at this point. But that's, that's part of the greatness of Yisro. We didn't really get to it. Um, we didn't really get to it in terms of Tu But in our shir about Chodesh shvat, what was the mazel for Chodesh shvat? The deli, the, the pail. Because one of the awesome things about a pail is that it has the ability to take something, send it down to a really low place, right? Picture again the pail that you're lowering to the bottom of the well, and to bring up water from a very low place. That motion of going all the way down to bring all the way up is very much the story of Chodesh Shvat. It's the answer to the question that the Svarim asks, how could there be a Parsha named after Yisro? And the answer is because he's the greatest Baal of all time. And it shows you what Torah can do to a person. You can go from being Kohen Midian, we'll see how our Rabbi's going to say this idea in his own way, but you can go from being Kohen Midian to being Chosein Moshe. There was, a famous, there was a famous Shabbos meal where Rav Nassan asked Rav Nachman, how could it be that Moshe Rabbeinu married the daughter of a priest? And Rav Nachman said, he didn't really answer the question throughout that Shabbos. He kept like, coming back to it, kept referencing it, what a good kasha it is. And Rav Nachman said, it's like really one of the deepest kashas of the whole Torah. And the answer is also, there, there's a very deep answer to that question. But part of it is that that's exactly what Torah can do. Torah can transform in the most in the most radical way. That something really low can reach really high. Right? That you could take a pail, send it down, drop it all the way down to a point where you can't even see the bottom of the well, and bring up fresh water all the way back to the surface. To go from being Kohen Midyan to being Jose and Moshe—that's a big, that's a big transformation. That's the power of Torah. But I'm missing a piece. I started to say something and I, I lost it. It'll come back to me, Miritz Hashem. But let's just so let's see it inside now. So, so why are we calling him Kohen Midyan? Why are we talking about that? If you would have asked Yisro before he met Moshe, how do you define yourself? What's your right? Lita'er means to describe. How would you describe yourself? What's your description? What? what what's you know? I'm a doctor, PhD, Harav Agon. Like, what do you what do you go by? Right? He would have said, all the, the whole world calls me Kohen Midyan, and that was a sign of great honor for Yisro. Ukaayom shama shemitar moso chosen Moshe. But now Yisro has been redefined, and again, what the Rebbe alluding to is maybe he was still Kohen Midyan. But he has an even more chashev title. You know what his more chashev title is? He's Moshe Rebbe his father. More than all the degrees that he got studying idolatry, right? he was now, he sees that people are talking about him. You know what this is? Right? How, do introduce, how do you introduce yourself? Or how does someone see you? When someone describes you, how do they describe you? Right? He's a really good ball player. Right? He, I don't know, he's uh, very successful financially. Like what? Think about it for a second. How do you want to, when a person leaves this world... A little grim to say it this way, but it, it, I, you know, when someone eulogizes you, what are they going to say about you? How are you going to be remembered? What was your accomplishment in this world? So Yisra went from being Kohen Midyan, that was the greatest title he could bear, to Hossein Moshe. When Yisra heard that's how people are talking about him, Mizesh Shafat Shah Moshe Galdomot He said, Wow. Kohen Midian is a very of title. If now people are calling me Chosein Moshe, I guess that's an even greater distinction. He gained an appreciation of who Moshe Rabbeinu was. V'shir of lefizah. Wow. so the, the measure, the reading of the Pesach according to this is as follows. Yishma Yisro, Yisro heard, he overheard people talking. Shahaya Nikra b'fikol Kohen Midyan. all the people he used to call him Kohen Midyan. he now hears Shama Kais shemitar moso Chosin Moshe. Now everyone's saying this is, you, you know what this is? This is Moshe Benu's father-in-law. And he came to realize, even though obviously there's a Pashat Pshad in the Pasuk, this is a hint of a deeper idea on the Pasuk, and it's an important idea. How do we define ourselves? How do people see us? What do people, you know, describe us as being? What's our title? What's my Hashivas in this world? It's a very, it's an important point to, to really think about, to reflect upon. And if you just look at the third piece, just skip the next little piece, but go to the little piece after that, (laughs) Vayikach Yisro. The Pesach says, (laughs) Vayikach (laughs) Yisro, Chosein Moshe. Yisro took Zipporah, the wife of Moshe. And their two sons, and they're going to to meet up. But look how the Rebbe reads it, (laughs) Vayikach Yisro, Chosein Moshe. It doesn't just mean that Moshe's father-in-law took. It means Yisro took the title, (laughs) Chosein Moshe. He took it proudly. He didn't say, stop calling me Moshe's father-in-law. I don't want to just be by association of Moshe's father. What about my own credentials? What about the fact that I'm Kohen Midyan? You know how hard it took to, how much work it took to climb the ranks to become Kohen Midyan. He didn't say that. He took the title. He was proud of the title. Va'yikach Yisroch Hosein Moshe. Shuv Moshe. based on what we explained above. He took this title of Hosein Moshe as a sign of distinction below Kohen Midian. I don't want to be called Kohen Midian. My old friends know me as Kohen Midian. But people who really appreciate the choices I've made in life, I'm very happy. It's a great honor just to be called someone else's father-in-law. Moshe Rabbeinu's father-in-law. It's a nice nice teaching. Okay? Reheba, let's jump towards the end of the partial just so we can stay chronologically in order. Okay, go to page Samachtas, yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> just to, that we answered the first question that we don't want to command Baal part. past. Right. Is that just saying that when you said Kawhi even though obviously there was a... Know, so yeah, well, some people past, still thought coin media was Hashev, but it's right? Hashev, but it's still a Hashev right. term. That's right. Okay, then, in the eyes of the world, that's a Hashev term. And the second question is, why didn't, what do we know about Moshe during his time in, in the house of Kira? Why isn't Moshe the greatest Baal of ever? Right, that's interesting. Because Moshe, Moshe, even though he was raised, the Medrash says in Kohelis, he was raised like a grandson to to Paro. It's interesting that he went from the house of Paro, Mamish to speak Palpat, to the Shekhinah. But Moshe was also, he was guarded from his youth. In other words, he wasn't nursed by the Egyptian women, right? Rashi says because it was understood that he was going to one day speak to the Shekhinah. In other words, he was always, from day one, when he entered the world and his house filled with light, like Rashi says, Moshe was, Moshe was on, a, on a track of greatness, right? As opposed to Yisro, who really grew up as a, as a wholehearted, successful idolater, who turned it around right? to join the Jewish people, to help define our system of judgment, lots of other things along the way. So it's a, the story of Yisro is a fascinating story. The story of Moshe, you know, the gaps in Moshe's life that the Torah doesn't fill in are also definitely interesting, Okay. Let's go to the piece <clears throat> towards the end of the Parsha, B'medrish, on page Samach Okay, Ben, for your in your edition, it's probably, again, close, close to the last, the end of Parsha's Yisro. Okay, it's a piece, a, a larger piece. B'medrish, the medrish says on Vayishma Yisro. Okay, page Samach Vayishma Yisro. Esav shama biitzi asan shel Yisrael v'nilchamimahem. Esav, namely the descendants of Esav, amalek heard that we left Mitzrayim, and they came to wage battle against us. Shenem arvi avo a Yisro shama b'shivchan shel Yisrael, but Yisro on the other hand heard the praises of Kla Yisrael uva v'nidba and Yisro came to join us. Shenem arvi yishma Yisro. Two totally different responses to the same experience. What do you hear? Yisro heard, Kla Yisro the team to Berahana. I'm joining in. I'm teaming up with Kla Yisro, Yishma Yisro. He heard the good news. As opposed to Amalek, heard we left at Zerayim and immediately came to wage war against us. Okay. Explains our Rebbe, Baletaritz, L'dayti, Akushya, Lama Nemar, V'Yishma Yisro. A question that many, many Bali Chassidus, Bali Musar ask why does the Pasuk say, and Yisro heard? First of all, it could just say that Yisro came, and obviously he was, if he came to join Klaishal, well, he's responding to something. He didn't come out of nowhere. He obviously heard the news. But more than that, Yisro wasn't the only one who heard. We say in Az Yashir, the Harei, shamu Amim All the nations heard. The Gemara describes how all the nations of the world heard. So the chilek between Yisro and everyone else is that what? Not by Yishma Yisro, not that he heard that what <laughs> that he came by Yisro. So the way al Moser would answer, the way of shalom Shua the great Magid of Yushalayim answers it in his Sefer lev Shalom on Chomish, and in his Sefer Kol Dodi on Chodesh El, he says, "By Yishma Yisro means only a person who's moved by hearing something and it changes their life can truly say that they've heard it. Hearing is not just the you know the physical." the physical um, reality of the vibrations of, you know, of someone's speech or someone's language striking your, uh, your ear. By Yishma means I heard it, I internalized it, and I changed my life because of it. So even though the other nations, in quotes, heard, they didn't really hear. They didn't internalize it. So the, really the chiluk between Yisro and the nations is in fact by Yishma. He really heard it. That's how a, a Baal Muser would answer such a thing. Okay, but let's go deeper. So it says the Haray Shamu Amimir Gosun that all the nations heard. The wonders of Dam, Sardeya, Kinem, Aruv, Kriyas Yamsov, all these things, the whole world must have heard about it. Our tradition says that they did. So Loh Havele May Marakva Yikah Yisro Hosein Moshe es So just start from the part of the Posak. Yisro took Tiporah and Moshe's children. And don't worry about it. It happens all the time. And they went to meet up with Klal Yisrael. Yeah, the Torah is teaching us. Listen carefully. We're living this right now. We're living this in the world right now. A person who opposes Jews. If you don't like Klal Yisrael, Mi HaNetira V'HaEva shebelibo because of the harsh animosity and the sense of anger and vengeance towards the Jewish people, You're only willing to be macabre everything Klai Yisrael did wrong. You're only willing to hear the negative reports about the Jewish people. You're not prepared to what? To hear anything positive about Klai Yisrael. There are some righteous human beings in the world who have openly declared that the war efforts of the Israeli army is the most righteous war effort ever. And if you look at the history of war, you know, and the indiscriminate bombing of uh, Dresden, you know, like, you realize we, we could blow the whole place up in a second if we wanted to. And everything is being done very carefully and very deliberately. And yet, if a Russia hates Klayish, if you're an anti-Semite, all you talk about is how terrible. And you drag us off to court and you say, this is, these are, everything's a war crime. That doesn't mean that we're perfect. We're not perfect as a people. The Jewish people sometimes make mistakes. But look how a person, look how a person, look how a person with a certain, you know, bias against us is not willing to be macabre the possibility that something good happened for the Jewish people. Or something good happened because of the Jewish people. V'chein tamid says the Rebbe, this is so true. Misha sone chachamim uli uliyari Hashem bechol dor Those who hate from people, right? those who hate learned people, those who pay, hate God-fearing people. If someone tries to tell you a story about a great tzaddik or a great tamad chacham, doesn't register, doesn't hear it. Because he has such a bias against Orthodox Jews. So he can't accept that, that something good came from the Jewish people. Gnus. But if he hears that what some yid was involved in some shady business, right? Some some Jew was caught doing this. Like, oh, now they'll talk. Now they're very interested, right? Now they want to hear everything they can find, all the information they can find about this Jew. Then they're listening, even in their sleep. They're interested in hearing about this. They can't stop getting enough information. Give me all the dirt on Kali Yisroel. Because Shlomo Melech said, a foolish person has no desire for real tuna, for real understanding. I just want, I just want, I don't want any context, I don't want any deeper understanding of it. Just tell me something that I can blame on Klai And this is a clear and true thing, and doesn't really require much explanation. We all know exactly what I'm talking about, says the Rebbe. So let's contrast Amalek's response to Kla Yisrael. When does Amalek come running to quote unquote join the Jewish people, obviously in battle? Yeah. Amalek heard about all the wonders of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, didn't register. He lay low in Mishamo es the wonders of wonders. They didn't hear one word of it. To come and say, wow, this is a special people. And they've got a special God. Didn't register. When the Jewish people in a moment, and again, it's a deep Pasuk, and there's a lot to unpack in that Pasuk. And I told you it's a big Purim Pasuk. We'll come back to it. But when Klai Yisrael uttered in a moment of despair, they expressed a, a, a lack of amunah. Is God with us or not? Hayesh Hashem b'kirbeinu im ayin? Is Hashem in our midst or not? When a Jew muttered that under his breath, all right, what's the very next Pesach? Boom, Bayavu that, Amalek. That they're tuned into. When a Jew has a lack of amuna, Amalek says, oh, that I can hear. All right? You can whisper him. Your Yetzirah is so good. You can have a, a little thought in your mind, the Yetzirah shows up. How would you hear that? Where would you come from? How do you know I was thinking that? Right? That he's tuned into. If I can get you to, if I can get you to, to, to see the gnus of you very quickly. Why he When they heard the imperfections, the failings of Klali Yisrael, so Amalek is there, and therefore What a praise of Yisrael. Yisrael, despite being called midyan, was tuned in to, to be moda alamis. He saw the greatness of Klai Yisrael and he said, I want to get in on this. He heard the wonders of Hashem, He heard all the good news. Did he hear the Jews complaining? No. Did he hear the Jews questioning Hashem? No. Did he hear the Jews questioning Moshe at times? No. He wasn't tuned in to those moments of of a breakdown in Amunah. He was tuned in to... Look, look, look at this nation that's emerging. Look at this cloud Yisrael. That's what he was tuned into. And that's what it means. Esav, Shama, asan Shal Yisrael, turning the page, Esav heard the what? The Yitziyah of the Jewish people. What does that mean? Lo Shama Rakshi yatsu Yisrael Be'efshar Al Tachbulos v'kiyotze. The Medrash says, Esav heard the Jews left Egypt. No, and? And how did they leave Egypt? Right? And what happened there? We just heard they left. We don't know the context. We don't know. Right? We heard the Jews left Egypt. Okay, huh? you know, like a small note at the back page of the paper, like not no breaking news in that. What do you mean? Yes, i was like, what do you mean? Don't you know how they left Egypt? Don't you know? Don't you know what they experienced? If you're a Mullik person, heard the Jews left. Heard the Jews left. That's all. That's all. That all. That's all. An ace of Kadir. Maybe Al Tachbulos. Different strategies they escaped. Okay. No God, no miracles, no no nothing. And the proof is the proof that they're not so from, they're not so righteous, they're not so tuned into a God. They're still questioning is there a God? That's all a Mali could hear. Yisro yes, was tuned in right? from the start. What's Hashem doing? Wow, Hashem did this and Hashem did that. Being tuned in to what Hashem is doing on behalf of the Jewish people, it's called being tuned in to the goodness of the Jewish people, and that's Yisro versus uh, that's a Yisro versus an Amalek, right? And again, we're also obviously we're fans of the Jewish people, but sometimes we're tuned into Hashem's message, and sometimes we're, we're, we're like we're actively tuned out. We're just not hearing it. We're not allowing ourselves to hear what Hashem is really saying. And very often, people have a question on God when something goes wrong. But how often do people have a real hakar sato when things go right? Everyone wants to know, where is God when something bad happens? How about where is God when you opened your eyes this morning, when your heart is beating right now, when your lungs are pumping and breathing right now? Right, no, one, no one says, wow, you see God in that? No one, no one responds to that. When something bad happens, everyone says, yeah, how can you believe in Hashem? How could such a thing happen? Everyone has cautiousness. Okay, so we have to train ourselves. We have to try to hear all the things all the things that Hashem is doing for us constantly, every second of our life. To mamish tune into that. Alright, let's turn back to page Nunvav. Okay? So now it's time to come to our Sinai. The piece is B'chodesh HaShlishi. B'chodesh HaShlishi V'chulu Bayom HaZeh Baru B'chodesh HaShlishi on page Nunvav, Bayom Hazebo. I'll read you the whole Pasuk. The Pasuk says, B'chodesh HaShlishi L'Tzeis B'nai Yisrael Me'aretz Yitzrayim. In the third month from leaving Mitzrayim. So we left Mitzrayim in Nisan. After Nisan comes, Iyar. After Iyar comes, Sivan. So, Bachodesh Ashlishi, L'Tzeis B'nai Yisrael Me'aretz Yitzrayim. B'yom Hazeh. Ba'u Midbar Sinai. It was Rosh Chodesh, Rashi tells us. It was Rosh Chodesh Sivan that the Jewish people first arrived at Midbar Sinai. They would get the Torah a couple of days later, about a week later. The 6th of Sivan, the 7th of Sivan. Okay, fine. So asks our Rebbe, Ba'chodesh Ashlishi Ba'yom Haze Ba'u, on that very day they arrived. Now again, Rashi tells us what on that very day means. It was Rosh Chodesh Sivan. The third month from Nisan. Nisan, E-R, Sivan. But why not just write, Have a Leila name Why not just write shorthand, Be'echad l'chodesh Hashlishi bo. If you want to tell me it's the first day of Sivan, so say, it's the first day of the month. Why do you have to say, Bayom Hazeh? Bayom ha Rashi says, I'll, I'll prove to you that Bayom ha means Rosh Chodesh. Why not just say, Be'echad b'chodesh ha-shlishi. L'chodesh Ashlishi? shlishi on the first day of the third month, they arrived. What's the Bayom Hazah? What's the Bayom Hazah? So the Rebbe explains, Ali, Hayom daika However, there's different months with different energies. The Segula of that day, what does it mean, the Segula? The fact that it was Rosh Chodesh Sivan? Right? The Pasuk is emphasized. Again, Rashi works it out for us. So we know it's Rosh Chodesh Sivan. Why don't just say Rosh Chodesh Sivan? Because the Pasuk, Hashem wanted to emphasize, it's Bayom azeh. There's something about this day you need to pay attention to. I'm not just giving you a date. It's not just a random date. It's Bayom azeh. On that very day, Ba'u, they arrived. They internalized. They internalized what? What's special about Rosh Chodesh Sivan? So you have to know what the Mazel of Sivan is. We just reviewed that the Mazel of Shvat is a Peal, is a delay. What's the Mazel... What's the astrological sign? What's the horoscope, if you will, of Sivan? The mazal of Sivan is Te'umim, is twins, Gemini. Twins. What does that mean, twins? Let's see. Why did Hashem give us the Torah? And of course the Rosh Chodesh contains all of the energy of that month. So what's the what's the essential energy of a twin? What's the idea of twins? Let's read the words inside. On this day, the mazel, the energy, the energy of the month of Sivan is rooted in twins. It was on this day that we really arrived at Sinai because to receive the Torah, you have to be a twin. A twin with who? The Medrash says that twins sometimes can... Feel what the other one is feeling, even if they're even if they're miles apart. There's a, there's a bond. There's a there's a very deep kasher. That one twin has a headache, and the other one says, "Yeah, I, I also had a headache," or I sense that you had a headache. Can I can't? It's true. Yeah. Okay, it's true. I have heard from people that it's true. That's the Chazal says, That's what the measure says, that there's a link, there's a bond, there's a there's this, there's this like metaphysical bond between twins. Is it true or not. So there's a. So there's a. Prove it. So there's a, there's, a, there's a bond. right? To receive the Torah, Chodesh Sivan is not randomly selected. And Rosh Chodesh Sivan is not their first taste of coming to Midbar Sinai. To receive the Torah, you have to be a twin. A twin means a deep sense of what? Hiskashris, connection. achtos. Achtos between who and who? He says. Hain im konam. First of all, you have to see yourself as a twin with Hashem, a twin, a partner with Hashem, a twin. Yeah, a twin. All right. I told you. I told you the other day. What? Uh, picked up a nice fresh mark yesterday. Uh, South of the Shire, Let's oh, see. Oh. Pretty crisp. It's pretty crisp. Oh. Eh? Rabbi, I think you might be mm-hmm. the white. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I told you there was a tzaddik who died in the Holocaust. His name was Rasham Klingberg. He wrote a safer called Ole Shem. So the Ole Shem writes in next week's Parsha, Parsha Mishpatim, he says the Torah begins de re shes. And then the kudos reveal three different relationships. A relationship with Hashem is like a king to a subject, like a parent to a child, like a Rebbe to a student. That's a shiva, it's a dot on top of a dot. Then you have two dots next to each other. Two dots next to each other is a brother, a spouse, a friend, a harusa. Right? But what's the singular dot supposed to represent? So he says the singular dot is supposed to represent this, this ultimate bond. Like it says in Shira Shirim, Achosi, Yonasi, Tomasi. Tomasi means my complete one, but it's also to umim. It's like two babies formed inside the same mother. We're one and the same with Hashem. We're mamish from the same place. Right? I'm literally one with Hashem. And he talks about why under each of these letters, why dafka under the shin is the singular dot. Okay, it's mamish, a deep Torah. It's a very deep Torah. But you can't come to Kabbalah Satora if you're not one with your Creator. And we know that when we stood at Har Sinai, in the singular of Shom Yisrael Neged Ahar, what does Rashi say? Ki We mamish became one. We became one and the same. So the fact that it emphasizes, oh, it was Bayom Hazet, it's not random. It was that very day that the Jewish people got a taste of the Achdas that's required to live a life of Torah. Hiskashris, a bond to Hashem, a bond to each other. Halalu and that's what stood by our side. That that became our merit to receive the Torah, as Chazal say on the Pesach, Sham yachid, right in the singular. in the singular, right the, the singular entity of Klal Yisrael camped yachid to indicate our achdus in that moment, the bond that we that we all shared in that moment. Okay, so that's why Dafka again. Not just the fact that it was Rosh Chodesh but to write it in such a way that you should realize that it was the day itself that caused this uh, this level of connection. Okay? Alright, let's jump to just a couple pieces right after that. Vayisu Mirafidim. On page Nunzain. Okay? Next Pasuk. Very next Pasuk. All right. The very next pasuk says, They journeyed from Rafidim. Midbar Sinai. They came to Midbar Sinai. They camped in Midbar. Yisrael in Okay. So again, listen again. Parikyud test. The first pasuk is it was the third month from leaving Mitzrayim. On that day, they arrived at Midbar Sinai. And then pasuk bay almost goes back and says, "By the way, They were coming from Rafidim. They came to Midbar Sinai. They camped in the Midbar, not Midbar Sinai, just in the Midbar. And, Bayichon Cham Yisol, naked harps. Shameelahain, <laughs> okay. <got> <laughs> <Yeah>. na <laughs> Shkayach, Shkayach, wow, wow, okay, your future father-in-law should see himself as Chosin oh, as- Moshe, that's how hey. he'll end, that's how he'll end, Chosin okay, Kvaldik, very excited for you, okay, Vayisum Mirafidim, so Bnei Yisrael came from Rafidim, Vayavau Midbar Sinai, Vayachanu Bamidbar, Sarech Lahavin. We need to understand what exactly is this pasuk. The, the pasuk right before just told us they already they just arrived in Midbar Sinai. You told me this in pasuk Aleph. Then you go back. Oh, by the way, they traveled from Rafidim and they came to Midbar Sinai and then they camped in the Midbar and they camped opposite the mountain. Like, just figure out what you want to say and then say it straight. Sarech Lahavin. Namar Midbar Sinai. Mahu va'yachanu Midbar. I have to say again, va'yachanu. They camped in the Midbar. And why Omru, vayavau? they came, vayachanu, and they camped. Lashonos, pick, pick what you want to say. If you want to say they, they camped in midbar Sinai, I just say they camped. Obviously they had to get there to camp there. So what's going on? nearly carved but I'll tell you something which I think is close to the Pasup shot. we just learned a moment ago. That it was the fact that it was Aleph, Sivan, <coughs> that gave them a certain a spiritual energy to, to tap into the achtas of the month, which would allow them to what? To receive the Torah. Hakavana. Shehigiyu yom ba'u. What does ba'u mean? If you're just going to tell me they camped, why do to to say that they, that they came? That, obviously, if they traveled and they camped, then obviously they came, they arrived. So what's the ba'u? What's the ba'u he says again, When that day arrived, In their mind, they were there. They were emotionally ready. Before a person gets engaged, you have to be emotionally ready to be engaged. Right? You have to have a certain mindset. This is the person I want to marry. also. We don't just show up and get the Torah. We have to come to a place of an understanding, this is my greatest desire. I want the Torah. Vayavu, that they, it entered their mind that we want to enter into this bond with Hashem. Look at these beautiful words. Shechashku ma'od, levo chesed They deeply desired to come to that place to receive the great gift of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the chesed the ultimate kindness. The ultimate gift from Hashem, which of course is the Torah, and he says well, that's what vayavo. Vayavo doesn't mean it's not describing their physical travels because you have other words in the pesukim. It says vayisu they traveled. What's the vayavo? The vayavo is the emotional readiness, and he says vayitzak lashon bia b'machshava. The term bia, which means to come to arrive, is an appropriate word to use in terms of a person internalizing something deeply. Kamosha Amru With this, we understand again something which is debated, but a very strange Maimar Chazal in Gemara Yavamis. Adam Al Kol It says that before Adam had a Chava, he was Ba. Normally, we would translate that he was physically intimate. He had relations with all the animals until he realized none of them are a proper spouse. Adam Arishon. Adam Arishon was involved in such a way with animals. And then he's like, you know what? None of these are doing it for me, Hashem. I need you to make me a chava. Right? The, the literal Lashon is Adam was ba al kol behema. There are some who learn that it's to be understood literally. They also understand that an animal in Eden was not an animal like, uh, you know, an animal in our world. But many say it can't be. Ef Our rabbi says Ef cannot be that Adam Rishon physically was with all the animals. What does it mean he was ba al kol behema? He, he thought about it. Could this be a possible mate for me? And he concluded, no, of course not. Right? Of course it can't be. <laughs> he thought Al tivam umazgam, He thought about the nature of the animals. <laughs> and he said, no, this is not it. I'm too lonely. None of these can be even a friend to me, let alone a spouse to me. <laughs> As many, many holy Jews have explained this, Gemara in this way. <laughs> to explain it literally, that Adam had a sexual relationship with the animals, lo al yitzir kapov You can't explain the meimer chazal about the, the handiwork of Hashem, yitzir kapov, the creation of, that God made Adon Rishon, and then he had him, you know, have relations with all the animals, impossible. So vayavau means to what? To consider deeply the possibility. To attach yourself emotionally to the, the, the possibility of the idea. So now, the Jewish people came from rafidim. Now they, were, they said, you know what? After our encounter with the malik, we realize we got, we need, we need Hashem's Torah. We need to enter into a marriage with Hashem. We need to say Nasav and Ishmael. We need to have a mountain held over our head, a piece we're not going to see later on, but the Rebbe quotes from the Haral, that if we said Nasav and Ishmael, why did Hashem put a mountain over our head? He quotes the Maral. The Maral says, because Torah can't just be something that you choose when you're in the mood for it, Nasav and Ishma. Kafaleim Harkigigis, that Kemar Mesecha Shabbos, that God put a mountain overhead and forced us to take the Torah, is that the Torah is of necessity for the world. It has to be. You'll ask, how did the world survive the first 2,500 years? 2448, till God gave the Torah. That was all chesed. Hashem kept the world going. But at a point, the world needed the Torah. So it's not even enough for us to just sign up for, it. yeah, we want the Torah. Hashem says, I have to force you to take it. Why are you forcing us? We want it. Because you have to want it in a way that you need it. Not just that you want it. But they were getting to that place emotionally. V'kei van Hashem yisbarach godel cheshka. Look at these beautiful words. Very poetic. When Hashem saw their great longing and desire. Azai off karega. The moment we were ready, and it happens sometimes even in human relationships, right? you're back and forth, you're dating, you're going back and forth, I don't know. Uh, 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 uh. Sometimes a person has this moment of clarity where like, you know what? Something clicks. This is who I want to spend my life with. Take off karega. When a person gets to that level of emotional attachment in a, in a healthy way, then in an instant, one can get vayisum mirafidim vayavau karega midbar You can get all the way from the I don't know, amalek hayesha hashem amayin I don't know. When it, when vayavau it, when you internalize it in a deep way, then boom. Next thing you know, you're in midbar sinai. You're ready to be makabel the Torah. Vayachanu Bamidbar. Look what he writes, such a sharp insight. Look what the Rebbe caught in the Pasak. We all would have missed it. It says what? Vayavau Midbar Sinai. And then it says, and they camped Bamidbar. It doesn't say midbar sinai, it just says midbar. Why? He says, Bamidbar, Shom Nacha, Daitam, Kihisigu. There they finally had a sense of Yishuv Hadas. Their mind was settled because they understood in that moment. He's saying, Vayachanu is also a lashon of menucha, va'yachanu milashon noach a certain ease of mind. All the anxieties about this relationship, what's it going to be, where are we heading, it all settled. Vayachanu bamidbar. It just says they camped in the wilderness. What does that mean? Why doesn't it say midbar Sinai? Lo midbar Sinai. Lahoros, hagam shahaya midbar Tzia, right?" yeah? like David Melech says. In a parched land, in a thirsty land. When a person really is in love, I'd be prepared to spend my life with this person even where? Nowhere. Bamidbar. Bamidbar. Bamidbar Right, Everything else is secondary. Everything else is secondary. All the all the other details, and there's a lot of details to be worked out in this marriage to Hashem. And there's a lot of details to be worked out in a, in a human relationship from the time you decide that we want to we want to be together, we want to live together. Right? You have to decide where we're going to live, but it doesn't really matter. It, everything else is a midbar compared to what to, to the level of connect, the, the level of, of, of love and iskoshros between between these two people, or in this case, a keneses Yisrael and So Vayachanuba ba midbar. They were just settled. We could stay in this Midbar forever. But wherever wherever Hashem wants us to be, we just want to be with you, Hashem. <inaudible> Their mind became settled in that place. <inaudible> you could have looked down and they could have said, what is this place? But there was such a sense of calm that they understood that everything else is of a secondary nature. All the other details to be worked out. But we want to be with you, Hashem. It doesn't matter if it's in a midbar tzia in a thirsty land, right? But this is where I belong. This is my home. Because why? Why is this my home? This is this is nowheresville, because I'm with you, Hashem. That this makom hutachlis hatov. This is the best place I could be. This is where I belong because I'm with you. I'm in your I'm in your embrace. I'm in your arms, Hashem. What more What more could I possibly want? It's a beautiful idea. So the vayavo, the extra vayavo, again was the emotional internalization of wanting to be with Hashem, and that's why at the end it's not vayachru but midbar sinai, because again, harsinai has a certain you know energy to it. But midbar, we don't care where we are. We don't care. We're not interested only in the midbar sinai experience when Hashem's on the mountain and it's all exciting. Even if the mountain is plain and the desert is empty and barren, but we're with you. When I come to that decision, it's the most settling feeling in the world. That was the that was Madriga that Klai so well, attained in that moment. Yeah. You can also see that it's a in the desert. They weren't together. It's, uh, it's so Vayachan, interesting. interesting. And then here it says, uh, right, and then it's Vayichan Negadahar. Okay, mm-hmm. you have to think about that a little bit more. Yeah, interesting. Okay, let's do two more pieces. Let's turn to page Samach Bez. Vayyoshev Moshe as Divraha. Yeah. I we learned the Bezon. Also last year in yeah, we'll HK- what we um, uh Yeah. Yeah. But the Rebbe, the Rebbe asked, why, did, "Why was the Torah given to us in And because we was saying that Hashem specifically so wanted to know that Torah right. is meant to be in. It's not about if you gave it an area to show. Right. Can I think, think it's, it's only. There, it's, right. right. Okay. has no. Torah has no perfectly. We're Perfectly it's right not place. Right we are in Hitzor right now. It's true. We're in right now. Yeah. Okay, page Samach base, Two more little pieces. Moshe as el Hashem. Okay, so they came to Har Sinai and they decided, the way we just learned it, that they want to be married to Hashem. And now Moshe starts going back and forth between Hashem and Klal Yisrael, right? bringing Yisrael, bringing the reports. Okay, it says, the Pasuk says, I'm reading the whole Pasuk. You don't have the whole Pasuk in front of you. The entire people responded together. Everything Hashem wants us to do, we'll do. Rebbe has a great piece. We're not going to get to it today. But a great piece on why sometimes it's Nasa, sometimes it's Nasa Venishma. Very sharp, creative idea on that. But then Moshe says, says V'yoshav Moshe is divrei ha'am el Moshe, Moshe conveyed the words of the people to Hashem. Moshe brought the report, right? God can't hear it. Moshe has to run back and forth between the camp of Israel and Hashem. But okay, Moshe's the middleman. Right? Moshe's the shadchan, trying to, trying to close the deal here. Okay. V'yoshav Moshe is divrei ha'am el Moshe brought the report to Hashem. So he says a very interesting Vart. It's one of these Vart you can daven over. lefi pshuto. Lo yuvan lama lo laheshiv dvarim la Why does Moshe need to be the one, again, to bring a report back to Hashem? Moshe has to run back to... Hashem can hear. They said Nasa. So why does Moshe... Oh, you should know. Good news, God. Hashem's like, I know. <laughs> they said Nasa. It almost sounds like Moshe is somehow negotiating on behalf of Klai So what exactly were the negotiations here? Okay. V'divrei Chazal Yaduim. Jake, you can bring this up in your negotiations class. You can talk about how Moshe Rabbein negotiated the deal. Yeah, for... because uh, I had lunch with Jake yesterday. I'm in the class too. Okay. Yeah, you would be. V'divrei Chazal yaduim. The words of our sages are known. V'shamati b'shem harav ha but I want to tell you of art in the name and I didn't have a chance to even figure out who this really is. They don't know who this is? Maharash Zatzal Avesin Avramel? I don't know. I don't know? First I gotta out who the I don't know. I usually try to I'm not sure. Sha'amar Deheim Amru Kolesher Dibir Hashem Nasa. Okay, Ashi Bloom. When you listen to this recording, figure out who it is and tell, uh, let us know. Okay, so Shalom Lahem So he says they, they said Kol Hashem Nasa. So it says the I heard the following explanation: Kol Asher Diber Hashem Nasa. However, we learned already. What's the difference between a dibur and an amira? Dibur is kasha, right? So B'nai Yisrael, right now, you're still living off the high of all the miracles. What happens when Hashem is Diber? How are you going to respond when Hashem is Diber? What are you going to do in the hard times? When Hashem speaks to, in a way, that seems a little harsh. I thought, whoa, Hashem, I thought we were good. I thought we were like, you know. What happens when the Chassan and Ka'al get into a fight? When the husband and wife are going through a bad time? What happens when a parent and a child who love each other unconditionally, right? or hopefully do on a certain level, but sometimes, you know, they go through a rough patch? Right? So kolash or Deber Hashem nasa. Even when Hashem is Deber. We're ready to do it. Deber, who Lashon Oz v'din, Deber, again is strong language, Midasadin. But we're so in love right now, we're in it through thick and you know thick and thin. She is Sral Migodel Chukasam Oz Lahabore Yisbarak, Kibru Alayam Dinov Yisbarak. We're so madly in love, you're with me. Yeah, you're willing to Hashem says you'll stick it out you'll stick it out even when people hate Jews and there's anti-Semitism in the world. When you become the scapegoat for all the problems of the world, you're, you're still going to want to be on this team, you still want to be in this relationship. Yes, Hashem, even in the times of Diber, even in the times of Midas Adin, even in the hard times, Naseh, we're in it. Va'amru, kol Diber Hashem, afilo hadinim shalom. Naseh Even when we hear the difficult news sometimes, we're macablin. Because it's worth it to be on your side, Hashem. But you know what Moshe Rabbeinu, the great negotiator, did? <laughs> Listen to what Moshe Rabbeinu did. <laughs> Moshe Rabbeinu said, "You're you're like really drunk on your love right now, and you're you're making commitments that uh, you know it's not always easy to." To say Gamzu It's not always easy to say. Oh yeah, Kol Like the Gemara at the end of Masech is Brachos. Everything Hashem does is for the best. Everything is Rachmanis by Hashem. It's all good. It's not always so easy when you're in it to say that. Right now they're on a, they're on a big spiritual and emotional high. Kikasher ye'a So Kashevra, what they're saying then was meant to apply now. So what's going to happen in Tavshin Pei Dalid? when you haven't had a B'shemikdash in 2,000 years, and you haven't had a prophet or a miracle in a long time, and you're living in a time of Hester, and you're living in the dark, and bad things happen, are you still going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, Hashem, we're, we're with you, every step of the way. Moshe looked off into the future and he saw there's going to be periods of Hester upon him, of concealment. It's not going to be so easy to be on that lofty level. And therefore, you know what Moshe did? <laughs> Moshe flipped around their statement a little bit. Moshe as divrei ha'am el Hashem. Moshe went, Moshe, Moshe went back, what did he went back? It's almost like he he reversed their statement, and he brought the divrei ha'am el Hashem. Now what does divrei, what does Dalat mean from our perspective? We're also sometimes not so easy to deal with, right? In other words, they were accepting upon themselves Hashem. When it's when it's what? When it's diber, when it's harsh, when you're harsh towards us, Hashem, we're makabulit. Moshe says, I want to negotiate the opposite side. <laughs> I want to make an arrangement that when we're bad to Hashem, Hashem will be macabre us. So Moshe went back, and Moshe was Heishev, Divrei Haam, the Divre Haam, El Hashem, Hainu, Shehechzer, he went back. Vihipekhassadvaram, he reversed the deal. Right? he said, or if he accepted the deal, he said, only on condition that it goes in both directions. Asher Yisrael I want the opposite. I want the opposite side of this equation, which is what? Yomar I want Hashem to also sign off on this. That what? That call asher Yisrael, that whenever the Jewish people now I'm saying it a little different than the way he's saying it. The Rebbe is saying it, In other words, That Hashem, the same way that whatever you say Hashem, we're going to do, but whatever we say, you have to do. (laughs) That we should also have a a voice in the conversation. But the first part of the piece was really focusing on, and even when Hashem says something harsh, we'll be macabre. So Moshe said, okay, I want the same same deal. I want God to to put up with us. And the truth is, he has. Let's be honest, he has. We've had some some less than glorious moments. And a Kodosh Baruch has stuck it out with us. Hashem didn't throw in the towel the same way that at times is frustrated, but somehow they work it out, they get they get past it, you know, they get back on track. Hashem also, there's times where Hashem's ready to give up and and we work it out, we get back on track. Okay? But last but not least, let's just skip one paragraph and then go to the Yish Ode. Okay? Last piece for today. The Yish Ode, but I want to add one more point, says the Rabbi. asher tiddaber el Everyone see it? The bottom left-hand corner on Psalm of Beis, page Psalm of Beis. I want to explain a little bit more. These are the words you should convey to B'nai Yisrael. However, this is, this is it. This is what learning Torah is about right now. We have to ask ourselves if we're fulfilling this paragraph. The Gemara tells us in Mesachas Nedarim, "Davar ze nishal lechachamim ulenevim ul'malachim, v'lo pirsuah." The following question was raised, and no one could answer it until Hashem Himself gave us the answer. What was the question? Alma of the Arutz, pasuk in Yirmiyah, Paraktes. Alma of the Arutz. Why did we lose? The Beis HaMikdash. Why did we lose the Holy Land? Why is there exile? And exile doesn't just mean physical relocation. It means, why is there a disconnect? Why are we not connected to Hashem the way that we should be? And no one can figure it out, says the Gemara. The Darm Pe'alif. He told Hashem Himself answered, Al Sholo Berchu B'Torah T'Chila. Al Sholo Berchu B'Torah T'Chila. And there are many, many answers to what that means. Shalo berchu b'Torah tchila. The simple pshat means they didn't say birchas Torah. They didn't make the bracha on the Torah before learning Torah. Okay, one of the first pages in your sitter is birchas Torah. You're not allowed to learn Torah until what? Until you recite a bracha acknowledging that Hashem is the teacher of Torah and Asher banu and that we are the recipients, we're the chosen nation. Okay, they weren't saying. Now, what does that mean? That Jews were actually not saying birchas Torah. There was a point in Jewish history where people were just learning without birhas of Torah. Well, how did that happen? What does that even mean? Yeah. What was the question? The question was, Alma of the arts. Why is there exile? Why do why did we lose, literally, why did we lose the land? Alma of the arts. Why was the land lost? And it was because of a wrongful relationship with Torah. So explains the Maharal. Uperish harav bal gur arge. That's the Maharal of Prague. The Maharal of Prague explained... Because Chavra, when you pick up your Gemara brachos, it's not another textbook. You don't just put it in a stack of your of your books that you're happy to have for your various classes, right? You don't you don't kiss a, a science book or a math book or a you know even a really good piece of English literature, right? That you're studying, even if you feel connected to it. But your swarm. You kiss your safer. You give a kiss to the safer. Right. You care to make sure that it's not upside down on the shelf. Right. You don't put your cell phone on top of a stack of svarim. I was at a Rebbe meeting this week. One of the Rebbeim had a, had a cell phone on top. I said, I have I said, It's like one of my pet peeves. You don't put yourself on top of the svarim. It's not. It's not just like another item that you're carrying around. So, how do we make sure that the Torah is studied as the Dvar Hashem? The answer is. We say a bracha, we say multiple brachos. We remind ourselves, what does it mean that we've been given the privilege, the gift, the right to study Torah? Says the Mahara, look at these words. When we make a bracha before we learn, we're reminding ourselves, I, I can wake up and roll right into my secular class. But I can't just wake up and roll right into shir. Because it's not just a class, it's not just a grade. Zemora al Liyoso I'm acknowledging someone gave me this Torah. This is this is divine wisdom. This is not this is not man-made ideas. I'm accepting the Siba, the, 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 the cause of the Torah, the source of the Torah. I'm accepting Hashem with the Torah. The no Seina Torah. You understand? Maral talks a lot about this. We're not just being Meccabul the Torah. We're being the cabal the no Senator, the giver of the Torah as well. The Rabonus. The cave and Oavim Udvukim and if you are truly attached to the source, if you live with Hashem, and you cling to the root, and you're attached to the origin, do I learn all day? I don't learn all day. Hagam, Ozim Minaitim Torah. there will be moments, there will be times when a person detaches himself from Torah. Eis Milchama, Eis Shalom, Eis Lirkod, Eis Lesvod, Eis Rakod, Eis Svod. I, uh, Kohalas chapter 3, there's a time for this and a time for that, a time to plant, a time to uproot that which is planted. There's lots of different times in life. But the common denominator in my life is not always sitting in front of the Gemara. The common denom- denominator in my life is that I'm always with the Kadesh And I cling to the cause. So even if at times I detach myself from Torah in terms of the book, but I stay connected to the root of it, and I always come back. But if it's just another book that I took interest in at a period of time, it could end up gathering dust in the corner. If you don't make a brach on the Torah, if we don't stop and say, well, Wow, I'm the chosen people. Birchas Torah Torah so that Hashem you chose us and gave us his Torah. He gave us, Hashem, You gave us your Torah, it's not our Torah, it's your Torah. Torah Shalau. What does it mean his Torah? He's He is the cause, he's the root. It all emerges from him. Vahavain, understand this well. And therefore, Vinay, Kod of Torah Satorah, Hiktim Zeh Hashem Yiswarach. So now we understand. Before Hashem gives us the Torah, Hashem says, "Let's talk about what we mean to each other, because this is not just a, a practical relationship." All right, let's talk about the bond that really holds us together. Hashem says, "Before we get to, you know, what we're going to be learning together, all right?" Let's 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 remember what this is about. This is about building a relationship. For you to be able to learn my Torah and understand what that means, you need to first understand you're a special people. The bond between us is not regular. We have a unique bond in the world. And now we understand our pasuk. Asher tidaber el These are the words. Moshe, go tell that to B'nai Yisrael. Hashem said it's critically important that you deliver a message before we learn the first word of Torah. I want them to know who they are, what this relationship is about, and then we can learn. tidaber, la tidaber, moshe. I need you to not just relay the information, but I need you to, to drill it into them. Make sure they internalize this. This is their this is their birchas torah. Ratzalomar, el ha dvarim tizava bnei yisrael kodem oskim betorah, and I want you to command them that they should what? Tidaber they should talk about this. Don't just tell it to them. Make it part of what they say before they learn Torah. That a Jew pauses and says, "Asher b'churbanu b'kol." That's birchas torah. Make that part of their experience. They have to wake up every day and say that before they learn Torah. As Hashem told us, you have to review that time in and time out. And Hashem gave us Torah, so His Torah, specifically His Torah. I want you to be for me. Exclusivity. Permanent bond. But again, if you're not going to make a bracha on Torah, then everything's going to fall apart. What do you mean? I'm learning. That's yeah, not learning. Missing the whole point. The whole point is the relationship. Okay. So Moshe is being told, teach B'nai Yisrael, not just tell it to them, but teach them to say it. A Jew should be comfortable, confident in the world, saying, "I am the cho- I'm part of the chosen people. I'm proud to be on this team. And it's only with that recognition that Hashem has chosen me that I have a right to even begin to, to study Hashem's holy Torah. Yeah. I think this is also a good um a good reason why like even if we're learning something that's not necessarily so interesting about was saying I think it's gonna be asking 'cause because sort of said a similar thing. Um but just like